One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Uh, We're in the history box once again, and we're still looking at the aftermath of the death of Princess Diana. I can't even remember which episode this is, but we've done a lot. And that feels appropriate because it was a momentous event in history, and I think that we've, uh, we've given it due diligence. We're still not finished. We'll look today at the section on the Wikipedia page, which is entitled Reactions. Um, I'll just pick out some, I'll cherry pick some bits and see what you think. Queen Elizabeth II expressed her dismay at Diana's death, obviously. it says I'm Prince- dismayed by this. Yeah. I know everyone's been waiting to hear my statement, and here it is. If I can sum up my emotions in one word... I know there's no need to. No one set me that limit, but I've, it's a self-imposed thing. Um, I would say dismayed. Dismayed. I, I could use a stronger word, but I'll be honest, I haven't seen her for a few years. Yeah. Um, we weren't getting on great towards the end of the, the marriage, uh, so... Am I mourning? Uh, interesting question. Um, instinctively, I would say no, and that's straight off the cuff without reflecting on the question for a long time, but McGott's telling me, no, I'm not mourning. <laughs> I haven't cried, I haven't wailed out like that. Um, I have I have found, I've caught myself feeling dismayed on a number of occasions, though, because uh, yeah, if I'm... anything, there's a lot of admin now. People underestimate that. I, I am not wearing a black dress. I'll save that for the funeral. I am wearing a black cardigan, but underneath yeah. that is my usual uh, weekend wear. So uh, I wouldn't say I'm fully mourning, no. I'm dismayed. Let's put it It's I am dismayed. I'm dismayed about the whole fucking situation. I mean, there is a... Let me tell you, there is a lot of inconvenience around this. So it's not um, just that she is dead. It is the, the fucking admin that goes with the whole thing. Flags and that. The flags. The flag situation needs to be looked at. Half mast, full mast, whatever. Take it down. Put a black one up. Put a skull and crossbones. I don't know. I'll have to have a look <laughs> in the book. I've got servants who, know, who keep track of all the rules. You know, this is fairly unprecedented, so I'm not sure what the decorum and the protocol is, but we'll, we'll sort it out. Don't worry. Um, the only Prince thing, Charles. The only thing I can compare it to is when they blew up Lord Mountbatten, and I remember that day like it was yesterday. That were a fucking yeah, well, inconvenience like or- as well. When Freddie Mercury died in 91, because yeah. he'd announced just the day before that he had AIDS, and I thought, aye, aye, something's <laughs> up here. Yeah. I thought, I don't think he's got long, because he's kept it quiet for so long, I smelt a rat. Sure enough, next day, he's gone. Fair play to Freddie, though. He gave me the heads up before he told the press. He did. He, 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 I got a call. It was he a Friday said, night. He said, you're right, you're right, I said, who's this? I'm watching The Word, because I remember I was watching The Word. I, 
Me and Philip like to watch the word on a Friday night, right? <laughs> After we come back from the pub. We come back, we'd, we'd bring a bag of chips back and we'd watch the word, right? And that night, that, that, that fucking Terry Christian, he were interviewing Snoop Dogg, but before Snoop Dogg was big, yeah? And we were laughing our tits off. Ring, ring. Who's this calling past the cut-off? It's Freddie Mercury, ma'am. All right, put him on. Freddie, what's up? What's it's late. Important. I'm watching the word. All right, I won't mince my words, he says. I've got AIDS. <laughs> so, and, and, and I said, I said, Freddie, I'm glad you told me, but you know what? I'd suspected as much. There have been a lot of p- stories in the papers where they've been using euphemisms, like uh, they're saying you were looking drawn or yeah. gaunt, and I yeah. thought, that's that's code, that is. That's code for like, it's, it's bad news. Uh, so, he's not coming back from this. I, I was expecting this call. I'll be honest. I wasn't expecting it on a Friday night during the word, but, you know, needs Why now, Freddy? spells. Why now? Let's just say, he said, I'm about to announce it to the press, but I didn't want you having any surprises. <laughs> I said, I appreciate that. I put the phone down and straight away I said, I turned to Philip, I said, he's dead. He's gone. Brown he's dying. Bread. I mean, it, it was that, that relationship we had was part of the licensing agreement for me to let them use the name Queen for their group. I said that I wanted to be in on the ground floor and any major decisions, any big news relating to any members of the band, uh, I find out before the press does. And he was good. It's true to his word, right at the very end. That was Freddie. He was always one to, uh, before we made any major move, Freddie was always like, I've got to call Her Royal Majesty first. He always liked to to dot the I's and cross the T's. Make sure everybody was, uh, all the ducks were in a row, as he used to say. Ducky. He used to say, "I've got to dot the t. I've got to cross the t's and dot the lowercase j's." That was Freddie. He was always thinking outside of the box. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the Queen. That was it. It was the it was the, the the reaction. She expressed her dismay. But then it says on the I'm Wikipedia dismayed. page, Prince Charles woke his sons before dawn to share the news. <laughs> Wake up! <laughs> Guess what? I'll give you three guesses what's happened. Oh, Do you want a clue? Someone very close to both of you <laughs> is dead. It's not me, obviously, because I'm here. Because I'm here. It's not your gran. Uh, it's not Freddie... Well, it is Freddie Mercury. That was a few years ago. It's, it's not my bird, Camilla Parker Bowles. <laughs> oh, man. Do you hear something about Parker Bowles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one time, I was going into a restaurant to meet someone for lunch, yeah. right? And as I, it was a sort of a fancy place mm. in um, in the West End, Ooh. yeah. And as I walked in the door, a bunch of like sort of hooray braying cunts who'd obviously, uh, I immediately identified them as being well refreshed, like they'd had some sort yeah. of big boozy lunch and were all kind of cunting about in a flash restaurant, yeah. right? Not joking. As I walked in the door, one of them more or less squared up to me, right? As soon as I walked in, just went, yeah, how can I help you, right? And I thought, well, you know when you're, like, disorientated completely, like something's just come fucking left field that you weren't prepared for? And I sort of, like, it took me a few moments to work out what's going on, like, who's this cunt? So I went, uh... And I looked at him, and I thought, "This, this is a very posh, 
pissed cunt who thinks it's funny. That's what it dawned on me. At first I thought, oh, it is someone from the restaurant. Because mm. it was as soon as I walked in the door, I thought it was a maitre d'. But then I realised this is a posh flash cunt being Larry mm. to, to a stranger to, to what make his mates laugh or something. Yeah. It was fucking Tom Parker Bowles, you can Whoa. No lie. Well, and he can sue me if he wants yeah. for saying that because I know what fucking happened. And I sort of looked him up and down in a sort of, as if to say, mate, if you want some, I'll fucking give it you, like the Wildstone warrior might yeah, yeah. say, yeah? And uh, his mate sort of, a couple of his tough mates came over and was like, oh, come on, Tommy, stop being an arsehole, you know, and sort mm. of ushered him away. And I was, uh, it was, but it was fucking definitely him. And I've never forgotten Were that. Were you shaken? I've, I wasn't shaken. I was really annoyed. Mm. And then I just thought, oh, well, people, I don't even, you know, I thought he's just being a cunt because he's pissed up yeah. with his mates. And he probably didn't mean anything by it. He was just being fucking silly. And there's certain things you do. I remember there's certain things you do when you're pissed that you don't even think are annoying to other people. You yeah. think they'll also find them funny. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought, he probably thought I'd think, oh, what a character, pretending to be the security or the maitre d' at a restaurant. Yeah. But in fact, it was cuntish, especially when I thought, you fucking cunt. Going, he had, I already didn't like him because he was going around saying he was a restaurant critic. Right. But it was like, you know, you're the son of Camilla Parker Bowles, mate. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't recognise Tom Parker Bowles. If uh, if, if I was on fire and he, and, and he pissed on me, I, I I've got no. I'm not even sure he, what he, he was. Is. He was some. He was something of a celebrity at the time. He was in the papers a lot. Right. That's how I knew who it was, because he had in one of the newspapers. I can't remember which, or maybe you know what? It might have been something like GQ or something like that. Oh, well, there you go. He had a he had a um, column, yeah. like a restaurant column. I went out to an expensive restaurant and had a yeah. wonderful meal. Right, yeah, and and he was also like always like on cookery shows and stuff. He basically had branded himself as some sort of like food journalist, was, which I resented. Was he on Ready Steady Cook with, with the Ensley Harriet? He, yeah, it, he was that sort well, of cunt. What, yeah. On what? It, right. Well, a bag he, yeah. Of, oh, a bag yeah. He would have turned up on that um, Saturday banter. You know, Saturday, Saturday banter, banter, kitchen banter. Yeah, kitchen banter with the lads. Yeah, the, he would have shows, turned up on that. Probably, the shows that yeah. they, they made to replace um, really entertaining children's programs that used to go on for three hours have you ever seen this uh thing that went round of like the traits of a um uh how to how to spot a six nations wanker no, i don't think so no have you seen that no. i've got to try and find it a six nations wanker is um well it is what it is, it what is. It is. and they just and someone did a brilliant tweet where they just listed every single trait of a Six Nations wanker, right? Yeah. Obviously starting with the meme of, you know, the boot-cut jeans over the sort of weird leather shoes, right? Yeah. And and uh, it went through loads of things, and they just list them without any context or explanation. And one of the things on quite high on the list is Saturday Kitchen. I mean... It's, it... Another one an, another one is Huel. <laughs> you know, yeah, Huel. yeah. I mean, is it Six Nations season at the minute, I think? Or is it finished? I'm not sure. I know it's, it's, so it's around, it? So it certainly was. If, if it's not still going on, it was recently. Yeah, um, my my area, um, there's a lot of Six Nation cunts around. Like, a lot. I mean, to the extent that I'd almost like try and stay in 
you, you, you suffer them a lot more than I do in your part of the world. You won't, yeah, you don't get them up north, no. do you? Because if anyone's into rugby up north, they're into rugby league, which is the acceptable face of rugby, yeah. in my opinion. Not that I'd ever watch that either, but it's the acceptable I mean, there's face barely, of rugby. There's barely any rugby league in the northeast. We've not in the northeast. Newcastle no. Falcons, I think, there's a rugby union. I'm not sure. It's uh, I've I've tried I've tried umpteen times over the decades with rugby, and it just doesn't stick. Same with um, gridiron, um, Super Bowl, all of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I've tried. I've watched yeah. Super Bowls before, and I get about ten minutes in, and I'm like, "Fuck this! It's just not happening." Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, these are all, I mean, look, even people I know who actually like rugby, I go to them, look, no cunt understands the rules of rugby, not even rugby players. And they admit it. They go, yeah, it's true. It's just fucking, it's just chaos. Me gran, God rest her soul, used to really like watching the rugby on a Saturday afternoon because as she said herself, I like to see all those men bashing against each other, which was... Um, I thought it was an unusual confession, but that, that was what she liked it for. Yeah. She just liked the physicality of it. Bless her. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Maybe I mean, she got a little... She, um, but I mean, I know it's your nan, mate, but it sounds to me like she was getting a little sexual buzz out of it. I think, I think so. It. I mean, she was widowed at the age of 60. So, you know, something had to fill the gap eventually. She never remarried, and I think it was uh, Saturday afternoon rugby that did it for her. God yeah. bless her. Yeah. But... um. Where are we? Uh, yeah, so he woke them up before dawn. I would have let them sleep in. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. You know, it's yeah. not gonna. Absolutely, nothing's gonna change. Um, waking them up before dawn because I mean the news broke at about five thirty in the morning, didn't it over here? I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't yeah. have gone upstairs and woke them up. I would have. That's not great parenting. I don't think by Prince Charles. I would have just maybe had my breakfast and had a good think about what was happening and then wake them up. Yeah, it sounds like you ran up to their room, like you said, and went get. Oi, oi, guess who's Wake dead. up! Yeah, bang, you bang, bang, bang. You're not believe the news. Princess Diana. You're not going to fucking believe this. Hold on to your fucking socks, cons. It's horrible, isn't it? I mean, joking aside, even Prince Charles, who who strikes me as a really kind of emotionally repressed bloke, who is you know unable to fucking you know communicate with anyone mm. especially his sons with any kind of warmth or humanity that's just my opinion I've never met the bloke I could be I wrong I don't know I, I mean I don't know I mean he's, he's had that relationship with Camilla for decades and they seem very happy together but there was that thing when he was about to marry Diana and they did that interview and someone asked him are you in love? And he said, hey, "Oh yes, uh, whatever love is, whatever love is, something like that. Yeah. Whatever love is, yeah, whatever love is, 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 whatever Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Jalapeño. Uh, what else? Are you still looking for that rugby thing? Yeah. Let's just leave that. Let's move yeah. on. Uh, no, it's fine, mate. I'm still. All right. You well, know, I'll just uh, keep looking at the. I've uh, got it. I tell you, if you yeah. want to know the truth, I'll tell you the truth. I found it, but it's really small, and I can't read the, it. The writing's really small, is it? All right. The, re- the writing's too then, small. It's as simple as that. Get your fucking magnifying glass out. Uh, it says. I don't know what I'm going to do. To be honest, I just don't know. It says uh, the on in the announcement the website of the royal family because this is 1997, so it'll have been a very early version of a website, temporarily removed all its content and replaced it with a black background displaying a picture of Diana accompanied by her name, dates of birth and death. And there was an online book of condolence on the website as well. Um, The Queen went to church. Oh, on Sunday morning after Diana's death, the Queen, Prince Charles, William and Harry all wore black to church services at Crathy Kirk near Balmoral. So they found out that she died at, let's say, 6am, and then four hours later they were away to church. Better get out of the church. Fucking hell. Better put a good show on it. Fucking hell. Ooh. I know, those lads... Those lads, what they went to at that time. I mean, so we almost shouldn't talk about it because, you know, without any, like, joking or irony or anything at all, those lads went through fucking hell, mate. And, yeah. you know, any any lads, any kids in a similar situation would be helpful. But i got to say, almost extra hell for them. Double because hell. Because they were... It was double Born hell. hell yeah. They were pushed and... They were pushed and... Yeah, like John Lennon's double fantasy, yeah, but this dub- is the opposite. Double hell. Double hell. Yeah. If they released an album about they it, done. it yeah. would have been called Double Hell or Bloody Hell. Yeah, double bloody hell. <laughs> double bloody hell. Because no, I mean, look, I don't need to even say everyone knows what I mean. It was fucking horrible, an horrible thing for them well, to have I, to I endure. Mean, we mentioned before that uh, that moment at the funeral where they had to walk along behind through the crowd behind the coffin that had their poor dead mum in it and for two young lads to have to do I mean, that you know they'll have been told it's your sense yeah. of duty and all this kind of bollocks that they get told I mean it's just horrific it's no wonder they've got mental health issues now yeah bless them um, yeah I mean fucking hell and now everyone's fucking on it Harry because he's like, do you know what? Fuck this, I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I've grown up in this mad fucking mob um, crew. I was with someone very close to me recently, and she referred to, not my good wife, it was another, it was a, a close person to me, and she goes, she referred to Meghan Markle, but in a derogatory way, but in passing, as if she took it for granted that I also would think right. that Meghan Markle was a great example of a deplorable person. Right. And I was like, and I was like, what? I was about to say, what's the matter? What's the problem with Meghan Markle, fuck's sake? <laughs> and I thought, well, that, she obviously feels passionate and I wasn't really in the mood for a set two about it. But 
I was just astonished that seemingly rational people were sort of, you know, thinking it was just, you know, that it was just commonly accepted yeah. that Meghan Markle was like a, you know, the, the pantomime the, villain that a, 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 of our yeah. society. I mean, I, I don't buy into any of it, but her name does sound slightly evil, I think, when you isolate it. I mean, it'd be a great baddie's Me- name, Meghan yeah. Markle. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good baddie baddie name. out of Blake Seven. Yeah, I think she's maybe got an island somewhere where she's developing... Um, you know, like 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 the James Bond island, where she's developing evil things to bombard the planet with. I don't know. Maybe maybe the Lord proved right. Those people, and maybe she's evil. Mate, the the list of Guinness Six Nations wanker traits right. is extensive, and we could easily go through it over a number of episodes. So I'll just sprinkle some here and Please there because I think you'll like them. Um. I think it's uh, Danny McMoomins who compiled it on and, and put it on Twitter. Um, here's some. Uh, camera always on during Teams meetings. Dirty songs. Uh, getting handsy with young female relatives at weddings. Um, a fascination with unemployed people's make of phone and television. Um, bringing a rugby ball to the park just to show people that you like rugby. Um and then some of these things are just quotes some things on the uh, list so they've just done a quote here if you can't feed them don't have them Uh, Piers Morgan Peronis with the boys Uh, saying soldiers deserve footballers wages Uh, another quote here not many women or kids in those diggies Uh, Peloton uh Arguing with a parody customer service account on Twitter. Still wears Bluetooth earpiece. Incognito browsing. The works of Ant Middleton. I don't um, know. I don't know if that's just Six Nations. I just think that that's just a list of just wanky behaviour. Yeah, it is. It is, but, but, mate, there's a Venn diagram, isn't there? Well, and the Venn yeah. diagram between people who are really into Six Nations yeah. and who are these yeah, sorts of cunts uh, has a huge overlap there is it's, huge yeah, some of them but it, it feels like that's gone a bit a bit far um and it's quite hard erections at public breastfeeding erections at public breastfeeding tell me that you know any Six Nations fanatic who you, sus- who you don't suspect of getting I an erection don't know at any, public breastfeeding I don't know any, I've told you I don't know any Six Nations people at all I see them on you Twitter you must have seen them on telly Team Montelli and, and their jester hats and their Guinness I, 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 t-shirts. I, I, I twitch it off. I, I don't even know. They Very could well. turn up with their fucking heads shaved and their faces painted fucking purple. I've got no idea. I don't know what what what, what it's about. I keep out of it. I keep my head down. Well, you're best off clean. that way. Yeah. Anyway, back to this royal family um, reaction. So they went to church on the Sunday morning. Um, it says Princess Edward and Andrew met the mourners outside Kensington Palace as a precautionary measure to test the public mood. <laughs> Send the lads out. <laughs> we need to test the mood. <laughs> <laughs> a litmus test, yeah. if you will. Just ten minutes. Just see what they're all Dip saying. Get your toe in the water. <laughs> and of course, Andrew will have been trying to just fucking touch up the the young women uh, because he's a nonce. Um, 
Edward visited St. James's Palace to sign the Book of Condolence. Oh, that's a cool look. Uh, and on their way to the uh, from the church back to Balmoral, they all viewed the floral tributes and messages left by the public. So again, that's Charles, William and Harry a few hours after learning that their mother and ex-wife had died. Uh, so it all kicked off, didn't it? Because the... Um, the royal standard. The, the Queen didn't come didn't, out and say anything. That yeah, was and they what didn't. They wrong. didn't fly the flag at half mast mm. um, because obviously she wasn't a member of the family anymore uh, and been driven out, if you like. Some would say murdered by them. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> this fucking flag doing this, that, or the other though is just more like British. Bullshit. Yeah. Like, ultimately, who gives a fuck what the flag's doing? But they actually, you know that the royals do find it extremely significant. Yeah. We shall not, ma'am, be, be putting the flag halfway down the fucking pole because we've looked at the technicalities and she's no longer a royal. Who fucking cares? Stop looking at fucking flags. Stop having your fucking emotions dictated to you by the positioning or existence of flags in one place or another. It's a little right? bit like when people Look say inside that yourself. The, the Queen's, whichever brooch the Queen is wearing, is sending out a private secret message according to who she got it from or what's on it shit. or what angle she like wears people, it at. Yeah, people are obsessed with codes. It's like the way those newsreaders all get shit for like what colour tie they wore or yeah. what fucking poppy they did yeah. or didn't wear. It's like... Who gives a fuck? Let them turn up in a fucking T-shirt. Like, stop looking for secret, secret coded, like, messages or, you know, that people conveying feelings via fucking semaphore. Just be a human being. Try that, you cunts. Yeah. Um, what else is there? The Royal Standard never flies at half-mast as it is the Sovereign's flag and there is never mm. a vacancy in the monarchy. So it would only ever uh, fly at half-mast if she herself had died, apparently. But this set a precedent, and Buckingham Palace has subsequently flown the Union flag when the Queen is not in residence. Mate, what are your, um, what are your plans for the Queen's death? Do you have my a, plans? I think we talked before. Do you have an exit bag? Do you have a flight bag for I, when she I dies? Did, I did. Before I had kids, my plan would be just to jump on the the first budget flight out of this country mm. and just spend a week somewhere that isn't Great Britain. Um, at least a week. But I've got commitments now. I've got kids, and it's trickier. So I either hope that she la- she survives till they're both away at university or something like that, and mm. that can fuck off. Or it it would be good if she if she died in the summer months. So yeah. there's would be a higher chance that you could be away in Spain. Yeah. Or at the very least that you know your kids were off school. Yeah. So it'd be more convenient for you to do one. And even if you can't get abroad abroad, you can still go to Scotland. If you go to Scotland or Wales, it's gonna be a little bit less intense. The the thing is though, back then you didn't really have any options because 97, all you could do would be watch the telly or listen to the radio. And I do remember it was just wall-to-wall Diana sadness for like at least 72 hours. And Radio 1 yeah. just, started, just started playing like really mellow music and everything, and there was no presenters, and you couldn't avoid it. Now, it's a lot easier. We've got the internet, we've got Netflix, I've got a substantial DVD collection, 
I can dip into. Um, I could if it's you the could watch, I mean, if you want, if if you wanted, I mean, this wouldn't be my cup of tea. But there would be people could just be watching porn. Yeah, like within seconds yeah. of oh, the queen immediately dying. Immediately activate the porn. Yeah, yeah. I, they wouldn't shut the porn down after she'd she died. I don't think they would let them try. Yeah, I mean, por- they can't. Porn's global. Porn's not just UK. That's the thing about all of this stuff. I mean, it is true that in Russia at the moment, I think certain social networks have. I think they sh- they were shut down by Russia, but then they reopened themselves on the dark web so they could yeah. still get news from outside of Russia to the Russian uh, people. But it's it's complicated, and I don't know whether the peop- the servants at the palace have got it within their fucking capability yeah. to suddenly shut down Pornhub. Mm. I think what, what they'll shut probably do the is Pornhub's probably got... Uh, They'll have an action plan, and they'll they'll remove all of a protocol. Yeah, they'll remove all of the UK porn once she goes uh, as a mark of respect. But the rest of the world will still be there. You'll just be left with the Dutch stuff and the um, and the Japanese anime. Always the best stuff, isn't it? To be honest. So uh, I think we'll be all right. No one wants English porn anyway. Disgusting, repressed, isn't it? Pathetic. Mm. Um, The people have always got like bruises on their legs. Oh God, I know. It's like fucking a couple of your readers' wives' magazine come to life. Awful. Yeah. Um, tell you what, we'll leave it there because uh, we're just at the section of the uh, where politicians and the public and how they responded to it. On, on almost every episode of this, we've, got, we've, we've our conclusion. We're not definitely right, but I think our shared opinion is that the way in which people reacted was not to do necessarily their personal feelings towards Diana. It was mm. the sort of existential crisis that they yeah. were thrown into by such yeah. a sudden and shocking death. It was. Uh, it's not it was like the oh, I, can't, I can't live without Diana. I don't think people were necessarily thinking that. Some people might have done, but the, the, the entire country was like an emotional snow globe that was shook up. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Or a bottle of pop. And that had been got shook, shook up, up, and then someone took the lid off, and 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 someone had put a mento yeah, in the top of it, and then it everywhere. spunked everywhere. Yeah. Spunky yeah. pop on that bombshell. I, th- I think that's what I think that's what. Um, what's his name? Earl Spencer, her brother. He mentioned he used that phraseology in his speech at Westminster did, Abbey, didn't right, he? Yeah. yeah. And so Britain, Great Britain, Great Britain and Ireland, the United Kingdom, like one giant. Bottle of fizzy pop has been shaken up, had a mento dropped in it, and now it's spunking all over the gaff. And that, after all, is what she would have wanted. My sister, a lover of spunky pop. Thank you and goodbye. Let's question. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.